0: Capital Retirement Strategies and Cambridge Investment Research are not affiliated.
1: right, welcome to Plan for Life Now.
0: I'm Steve Kiliani. And I'm Dave Murray. And I'll just start with what I was talking about. Off the air. Well. All these, like, episode. What episode? All other podcasts have episodes. You're not a gonna, real podcast until you have episode number whatever, and then you have anniversary like, right. oh, no, we're celebrating our 100th episode, which I know we're not close
1: to. Okay. Because... That is easy enough to figure out. Not excellent. right now while we're on the air, but I will figure that out, and I promise you Then this. you can say, welcome okay, to Plan for Life Now, episode whatever. Okay. It'll By be a nice time-
0: intro for you, since you intro...
1: The podcast. By the time this one gets posted, it will have an episode number. And by the time we intro the next one, or I intro the next one, I will be able to say episode, I'm guessing, 25?
0: I have a feeling it's yeah, somewhere 20, in that neighborhood.
1: Somewhere around there. Um, well, welcome to the show, whatever episode we are on. <laughs> um, we wanted to tackle today a particular discussion that is going on right now with regards to tax reform right Right. how will the trump tax
0: reform if it even happens right so if you're listening to this and the whole thing didn't work
1: out yeah then you might want to go to the next episode (laughs) yeah well here we are on october 30th and you know as they've been doing they they got the budget passed last week which was part of the first step in the process. And there's a lot of things being kicked around as part of this tax reform. And of course, the question is you want to lower taxes? Republicans want to lower taxes. But at the same time, they don't want to add a tremendous amount to the deficit. So how do you pay for it? Well, you've got to, you know, can't close some loopholes or right. cancel out a few others. Right.
0: Things. All with the, I was going to say guys, that's not the right word, all with the goal of helping the middle class.
1: I like the the first way you put it better. But, um, yeah, and I mean some of the things that have been kicked around, there have been discussions about no longer being able to deduct state taxes. Um, This has been an issue for high-tax states, people like New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, California, I'd say to a lesser extent here in Maryland, but same sort of thing. You need to be able to deduct the state tax. It's bad enough that you have these state taxes. Was everyone going to live in Delaware and Florida? (laughs) You don't need to be able to do anything. I think that's, you know, what that's opened some people's eyes. You know, they're talking, they were kicking around. I haven't heard this lately, but there was talk of maybe getting rid of the mortgage interest deduction. Now, that is such a popular thing. Yeah, especially for all us homeowners. Yeah, there would be revolt in the streets I think but you know the fact that they bring it up and talk about it you know it shows that they kind of float these trial balloons of hey what about this what about that i know well
0: again it comes back to an economic philosophy that you either have or you don't and certainly republicans economic philosophy is a trickle down scenario that if no matter how we do it if we lower the corporate tax rate right Regardless of whatever else we do, that's going to lead to great growth, mm-hmm. and it's going to lead to more money for people, in which case these tax problems would be moot, uh, or at least muted, because of, of having more money. That's a philosophy that is either going to prove out, if they were to do this to be right or wrong, but that is the well, that is the bottom line
1: philosophy. Right, exactly. So, one of the things that has been proposed is decreasing, and this has been incredibly confusing because of the president, um, is decreasing that 401k deduction. So as the law stands right now, uh, people under the age of 50 can contribute $18,000 to a 401k or TSP if you're a government employee or 403b plan if you're a teacher. You can contribute 18000 and that reduces your taxable income or – Or I should say, and if you're over 50, you could do an extra $6,000. Right. right? So for a lot of our clients, I mean, I'd say the majority of our clients, they're contributing $24,000 to their 401k or TSP each year. And that's what they're allowed to do. A lot of the time when we meet with them in their late 50s, early 60s, they're in peak earning years. So they're, and maybe... On top of that, kids are out of the house, so one less expense, or many less expenses. So now they're able to contribute that full $24,000 to their retirement accounts. So one of the proposals has been reducing this, and of course there have been different numbers thrown around, but one that we've seen is down to $2,400.
0: Right. That's the one I saw jumped out. Right. And that would be, I, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how that's good.
1: Well, okay, let's...
0: Although, and I should have prepped you, because I normally... Now, Steve and I don't do a lot of prep for these segments, besides what we're going to talk about, but I should have mentioned this, because I forgot, but I'll okay. just do it while we're talking. Your man, your main man, who we talked about in our previous podcast, is in favor of this, your man, Richard Thaler. Richard Thaler. Okay. Yeah, he says, yeah. Um, and I think, basically, what he's the... Behavior psychologist, economic right. Nobel Prize guy, and he said, "I think his basic point was eh, a lot of people just don't put the money in in these anyway." Was wow. sort of his point.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm. I'll take you through the argument against, and then I'll I'll go through my argument. Um, the argument against, or, or I should clarify, the argument for reducing that contribution limit, you know, down from eighteen twenty four thousand down to twenty four hundred. The argument is that the vast majority of people don't contribute that much, right? right? And and this is true. I mean, the average contribution amount, uh, according to Fidelity, who you know they've got a lot of data from all the four hundred and one k plans they manage, it's about fifty eight hundred dollars, right, on an annual basis. So they're they're saying most people out there, you know, aren't coming close to this very high limit there. Um, And the second part of the argument here is – and this is a study. I have not read this study, um, but I'm going to use my own anecdotal personal evidence to argue against it. But there's a study that says um, most people don't base their retirement savings on how much money they're allowed to contribute to a retirement plan and how that money is taxed. I'm going to agree is this with the that. Perry
0: Mason argument right
1: now for lowering this because <laughs> the the Perry keep going. <laughs> no, I'm I'm done. That's that's, that's it. That's that is the argument there.
0: that Nobel Prize winner Richard Thaler is at least, and I sh- I don't even have. That. I was just like skimming when I was reading about this. Seems to, I guess his point is as a behavioral psychologist, economic guy, since most people don't do it anyway. That's an argument for this okay. reduction. But
1: let's, re- let's remember. And I, what- and I
0: hear the argument you just said. Um, and I am I'm gonna. I want you to do the rebuttal because I want to see if I just agree 100% with you or 98% and I have
1: something to add. Well, <laughs> let's also clarify and remember what Richard Thaler I don't want to say what he won the Nobel Prize for because it was a lot of research, but one of the things that he won the Nobel Prize for was arguing to Congress to institute these automatic enrollments right, in 401k plans. And I don't remember the numbers, but we went through this last in the last podcast. We talked about how since automatic enrollment had been instituted, participation rates in 401k plans had gone from to 90%. Right. Right. That's right. That's what you were talking about once, I think. Yeah. And that was, Yeah, like I said, that's not the reason he got it, but that certainly raised his profile. Um, And so it was one of the reasons. And like he talks about, that is a nudge. There was nothing changed. There was nothing new offered. It wasn't more money to do this. It was this little, hey, you can opt out instead of opting in. Right Right there, doubled the participation rates. I I would argue the very same sort of thing here where if you say, Well, the limit's not eighteen thousand, the limit's twenty four hundred, people are gonna you know, the people that might have contributed eighteen thousand, they're just gonna contribute twenty four hundred. Right. Right. And I, I would also say from personal experience, we lived through the Bush tax cuts. When That also coincided with increasing plan contribution limits, right? For years and years, the contribution limit to an IRA was $2,000, right? That was right. – I, I don't know when it goes back to maybe 1983 tax reform or, or 86, somewhere in there. So for years it was just two thousand dollars, and then Bush came in and they passed the tax reform and they bumped it up to four thousand. Then it went to five thousand. Now it's at fifty five hundred and blah blah blah. Well, you know how much people contribute to those? That from our experience, they contribute whatever they're allowed to contribute, right? right? And they're not taking any right. extra money and saying, "Oh yeah, I am going to contribute to this other account," right? Right? In, in our experience. 90 to 95% of savings is done in retirement accounts not in after tax accounts, hey I've got some extra money I'm going to do this most are, they contribute whatever the limit is that they're allowed to contribute Right. that's people who actually save for retirement my point is basically um,
0: as we're in a society more and more that has no pensions, you need to be able to somehow with all the expenses you have and with incomes not really going up, you need to do the best you can to save for retirement. Some people yeah. get that, and they take advantage of this. And over a long period of time, they actually, and then that's by the time we meet them, now they're getting closer to retirement, and they actually can do it. We can actually, with Social Security, have a chance. Right? Why would we take the ability away from those who actually get it to have the chance? No. I mean, that's the larger point. To have now, the opportunity. But- who cares about people who don't do it? They right. just don't get it. Yeah, let's give the people who have a chance the opportunity to do it. Well, why would we ever take that away
1: when it's getting harder and harder to even be able to do this? No, that's that's the larger picture. There is to say, you know, we know there's a retirement problem. We've talked many times about how people don't have pensions and they don't have as much social security as a percentage of income. So let's make it harder for them to save you know let's put up another obstacle that that doesn't make any sense now i understand you're trying to balance you know who's getting the benefits and who's not but like you said why are we penalizing these these people who are doing the right thing that are thinking ahead and and you know saving all this money for retirement right so to to illustrate this, and I, I'm certainly available if anyone needs uh, consultation, you know, in Congress, I can, you know, I'm, I'm willing to consult. Fees are very reasonable, um, as in free. <laughs> um, but I, I ran an Excel spreadsheet here, so it's some pretty sophisticated modeling. And uh, I ran this Excel spreadsheet, and what I looked at was if someone saved twenty four hundred dollars versus eighteen thousand dollars into their 401k plan. Oh, this is interesting. Because like I said, my experience is that people are not taking that extra money and saying, okay, I'm just going to save this in a different account. No, they just spend that extra money. It's much better if they can put it in the retirement account. Um, So let's say that you're age 50. You know, I I started, originally I did age 40 and then I said, you know what, nobody listing is even close to that. Let's say you're 50, or I can do one for 55, and you just save that 2400 versus the 18,000 from age 50 to age 65. In the lower scenario, you and I assumed a, a market rate of return. I think seven percent here. You'd have sixty-seven thousand dollars, right? Okay. Versus five hundred and one thousand. Wow. Saving that, you know, that uh, eighteen thousand. Now let's say you only had 10 years to go. And this is probably, you know, more of our clients who are still working, you know, maybe they only have 5 years, 7 years, 10 years at the most. Just 10 years, you see a difference of 38,000 versus 284,000. Okay. But all these other numbers,
0: the other, the small limit numbers. Mm-hmm. You might it, you might have that for retiring. You're not going to retire <laughs> you have some money, and you have Social Security versus having a chance, right? And I'm I'm glad you did that extra work. I'm impressed that you did the extra work for the podcast because <laughs> it just illustrates uh, with real numbers the point. Yeah. So I, Trump says
1: they're not going to touch
0: the 401k. So I'm going to take him at his word.
1: Well, that's what he said at one point, and then he said we're negotiating. You know, yeah, so. I think you're right. I think his first utterance of, we're not
0: going to touch it, it's safe. Right. Oh, by the way, I don't want that just to be, oh, I didn't know if people thought that was sarcastic or not, but I didn't want that to be just about Trump, because Obama also said once, if you like your health insurance, you can keep it. Right. Uh, It's going to cost zillions of dollars more for Dave, and with the highest deductible ever, but technically you're keeping it. So politicians tend to not tell the truth, was my Uh, point there. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, I wanna do right. something else. We're at the end here. Oh, okay. From now on, we're really I'm getting I'm in like podcast semantic mode today. Okay. By accident. One was we're going to have episodes from now on that you'll go back. The other is at the end of these podcasts, we should say, hey, you could share this podcast with someone. Good idea. Might not just be one of the normal clients who will listen to it a lot or whatever, but if you thought this this is interesting for someone, share it and that way our podcast will become more popular. And we're not doing this for extra business because we don't get any extra business off these podcasts. We're doing it just because I'd like them to be more popular. Right. And Steve would like that because if we're going to sit here and Steve's going to actually do work
1: for these, <laughs> <laughs> because I did. It. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Well, we post it on Facebook so you can share it that way, or you can always just directly send the link on the you know from our website to anybody you want. So, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.